it's episode 32 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show, and I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. This show is designed to empower women to find their own expression of the keto diet to maximize their health and happiness. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to Keto for Women. Thank you for joining me. As always, happy to have you here and happy to have my voice back this week. I did have a little bit of a bug and it robbed me of my voice for a few days, which is a little alarming when you podcast because I was nervous I wasn't going to get it back in time to record some episodes. But no worries. And that's one thing I did want to bring up quickly is last time I was sick while I was ketogenic, someone asked me, I thought you weren't supposed to get sick when you are keto. And that is not true. You're a human. You're going to come into contact with some viruses and some bacteria. And it's a normal response for someone with really good immune systems to get sick. That's just your body's way of getting rid of that. So that doesn't magically disappear just because you're ketogenic. What I do notice, and maybe some of you notice this as well, that my time spent feeling under the weather is much, much shorter, and I don't really go as far under the weather anymore as I used to and as is common for a lot of people. For instance, this particular bug lasted about three days where you know, I think it's quite normal, especially this time of year and what's going around for people to be under the weather for two-ish weeks even. And so it did get through my system very quickly. My immune system worked it out and I was never really fully down and out. Went on my walks. I still worked. I just kind of took it easy as far as other workouts and made sure I had plenty of time to rest and yeah, got right back up in a few days. So That was exciting, and I do really credit my lifestyle to that being what it was and not being worse. Not to say that if you do come down with something worse, that keto isn't working for you or anything like that, but it may just be something you notice where things aren't lingering around as long or making you feel as bad as they used to, perhaps. But totally normal to get sick and to have this amazing immune system. That's why we have it there, to protect us and get that out of our bodies. But here I am back in action and we have an awesome episode for you today. I'm so excited. This is one that I've been wanting to do for a while that came through as a question from a listener. So we'll talk about that. But it is really going to be all about ketones. Why do we want to actually produce ketones? Why can't we just be low carb or just do what we do? What is this benefit? I know I talk about the healing benefits of ketones so often, but Now we're actually going to go into more detail as to what that means and the research behind it. So I'm excited for that. Before we get going with the show, let's chat about the sponsor of this episode of the Keto for Women show, Health IQ. Health IQ is an insurance company that helps health conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and healthy eaters get lower rates on their life insurance. 
Health IQ can save their customers up to 33% because they have found scientific proof showing physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. Like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. I've partnered with Health IQ because I'm a huge fan of their philosophy on recognizing those that take their health seriously, like us Keto for Womeners, and rewarding us for doing so by saving us money on our life insurance rates. Head to healthiq.com slash keto to see if you qualify and to support the show. There, you will take a quick lifestyle quiz, which will determine your potential savings. That's health iq.com slash keto to learn more. Before we get started, let's get into some quick announcements. Last week, I mentioned my newest course, The Good Gut Project. It is the final week to be able to register for that. As of right now, when I'm recording this episode, there's very few spots left. I want to say two or three spots left in the course, so may already be closed by the time you're hearing this. But if not, if you're interested, worth it to at least go check out and see if the enrollment is still going on. It is a functional testing course directed to your gut health and looking into your gut health, looking into your food sensitivities, having me along for the ride with that and helping you determine what's going on with your gut and what you need to do to heal that so you can feel good again. Trust me, I have totally been there to know that when you have gut health issues, you feel so bad and you just don't feel like yourself. You're afraid to eat. Every time you do eat, you have to spend at least an hour feeling like crap afterwards and wondering if it's something you ate or maybe your digestion is off or maybe there's some sort of something growing in your gut that you don't know and it's frustrating and scary and you just never know if you're going to feel good again. So been there, done that, and now I've created a course around that based on what I have done in my private practice that I'm now branching out and doing in small groups as well, which leads me to my next point, And that is that I am no longer working with people one-on-one in a private setting. Now, that was a very hard decision because if you're one of my past clients, you know that I love working one-on-one and I think I make that very clear, but it's a hard situation to be in when you have more people who need your help than you have hours in the day. And so I had to kind of realize that and make the adjustments to my practice to help more people at one time. And this is why I have the Fat-Burning Female Project, of course, helping women get into ketosis safely. That's why I have the Happy Hormones Project, which is helping women balance out their hormones and find out why they are having some hormonal issues. And then I have now the Good Gut Project, which is the same thing as the Happy Hormones Project, but instead we're looking at the gut and what issues may be going on in there and resolving them. So all of three of those are what I've done in my private practice for years using the functional lab testing, using a supplemental protocol specific to your results, and teaching women. Basically, I don't even like calling it teaching. I like calling it empowering. 
I want to empower you to get your health back and take your health in your own hands and get back to feeling really good again. And I can do that by empowering you to find out the information about your body, do the work that needs to be done, and learn more about what's going on for you. And then you're empowered to take it back, take charge of your health. So that's what we do in all those courses, and it's what I've done in my private practice, but felt that I needed to expand a little further. So everything that you would get in a class with me is very similar to what you would get working one-on-one with me. It's just put into class form, small groups. So you'll still have plenty of time with me. I'll be able to answer your questions, and you'll be able to learn all that good stuff just in a small group format. So if you're interested in working together, then head to my website. That's going to give you information about the Fat-Burning Female Project, which I'm sure most of you know quite a bit about by now if you've been listening to this podcast. And it's going to give you information about the Happy Hormones Project and the Good Gut Project all in one. So you can find out if any of those work for you. And they will be done a few times each year, those little private classes. So you'll have plenty of opportunity to take part. Okay, moving on. I did want to mention a really, really awesome deal for you guys. I don't know if I've mentioned ButcherBox before on this show. It's a company that I am obsessed with. And the reason why, and I talk about this a lot in this podcast, is how important the quality of your meats need to be. Well, the quality of all your foods, but specifically we're talking about meat right now. And a lot of the meat that you're getting at the grocery store, honestly, even if it says grass-fed, pasture-raised, those aren't super regulated terms. So they can kind of say what they want. And you can have a grass-fed cow that was still grain-fed towards the end and then still thus not being the healthiest option. So it's kind of scary, honestly, to go to a grocery store and not trust the food that you're getting, especially when it comes to meat, which the thing with meats that I find is so important is really, this is just as an example, when a cow is fed something that it's not meant to be fed, it turns into an inflammatory situation in their body. As you can understand, it would be the same as humans eating processed foods. We get super inflamed because our bodies don't know what to do with that stuff. And the same thing goes when cows are fed grain instead of grass. They are meant to eat grass. So it becomes inflammatory, which means then their meat obviously is inflammatory. And then we eat inflammatory food in this meat. So and it's the same case for chickens that are not raised in pasture and fish that is farm bred instead of freshly caught. It's the same with all of this food and all of these meats that we're eating and something that we really do need to think about. And it's more important than you could ever imagine. Truly, I promise. So anyway, this is why I love ButcherBox because they take all of this to heart and they provide you with the highest possible quality meat that you can get delivered to your door so you don't even have to go anywhere to get it. And it's the best little package that shows up. Actually, it's a huge package of meat that shows up at your doorstep when you order. And so I just love their stuff so much that I do want to help get the word out about their business. And they also, which is amazing, have great specials. And their special for the month of January is you get a free package of bacon every single time you order in the year 2018. 
So free bacon for a year if you set up your account in January. I think that's really spoke to me is something that I needed to share with my Keto for Women community because it's bacon and it's free. Most of us, I think, really love bacon and really see it as the amazing keto food that it is. So if that's something that you want to get hooked up with, head to the show notes for this episode and you can get your free bacon. I will make sure to include that in the show notes. I did want to mention that. And like I said, it's only through January 2018 that this offer is valid. So you'd have to sign up before January 31st to get that meat and your free bacon for a year. Two more quick announcements. The first one, I wanted to remind you of the Low Carb Universe conference that I will be speaking at in Mallorca, Spain. It's the one that I went to a few months back that I kind of shared what happened and how it was. And now I'm going back again in March for a special conference that's just for keto ladies, right? This is exactly what we do here on Keto for Women. How perfect is that? And there are phenomenal speakers. It's an incredible place. It's basically like a five-star resort that you're staying in. The cost of the stay is included in your ticket price. So really all you have to do is get over there because even the food is included in your conference price. So just make your way to Mallorca. If you're someone that lives in Europe, it's a super quick trip. If you are not, I have found some awesome flight deals to get over there because it is kind of their off season there, which I mean, it really just means it's like 65 degrees Fahrenheit instead of 85 degrees Fahrenheit. And that's considered their down season, which I thought was the perfect weather when I was there. I just would really love to see some of your faces there and meet you all in person and be able to hang out with you for an entire girls weekend and get to know you a little better. So I want you to look into that a little more seriously now that it's a few months away. I know it's probably a bit of an expense for most of you, but trust me, I 100% believe it is the best investment. It is so worth it. I don't know if any of you have been to conferences before, but just the info that you learn and the connections you make and the experiences and the memories... And just being in a group of women, which will be the case in this conference, that have the same mentality as you and believe the same things and just mindset and everything is like no other experience. So I really would love to see you all there. I am just wanted to put it out there because I all of a sudden became like a few months away where people actually need to make their plans if they're going to go. So check it out and seriously consider it. It is well, well, well worth it, I promise. And then lastly, I just wanted to basically give you all a shout out because I, in this podcast, us, we all here, were nominated and determined to be one of Healthline's best keto podcasts for 2017. I will link to the article if you want to read it. And there's, I probably say 10-ish podcasts that were on that list. But I was just thrilled to see that. I think, especially because I started it in mid-2017. So it was like not even a full year and I was already made the list of the best 2017 keto podcasts, which blows my mind. And it it is 100% because of you guys and that you have taken the time out to obviously listen, but then also give me your feedback on the rating scale. And I'm at almost 200 
five-star reviews, which is just phenomenal, you guys. It's all because of you. And people see that and then they tune in because then they see the value and they see what other women are getting from a podcast. So those ratings are so, so important. And I try not to talk about them a ton because I know it's annoying to constantly hear, hey, go rate me over on iTunes, but it really, really does help. And I really do read them all. And I really do appreciate every single one of you. And that's part of us being a community is like I've said before, we're in a spot where we have some information to share and we have to share that with others in order to actually help more women. We can't just have it all to ourselves in this little bubble. We have to share it. And part of the way to share it is by setting a rating for this podcast. And then people like Healthline notice, and then they listen, and then they nominate and review the podcast and so on, so on, so on. And that's how we spread the word of keto for women and the health benefits of that, which I think you all know by now is like my biggest mission in life is just to get this information to more people, which is why I spend every week podcasting and chatting with you all for an hour. So anyway, I just wanted to really say thank you, thank you to all of you. If you haven't left a review and you do have something you'd like to share with me, please go over and do that. It would mean so much to me. It really takes about 30 seconds. It's so easy to do over on iTunes and it really does help the show. Okay, I think that's enough random chatting for today. Let's get into the actual topic for today. Now, like I mentioned, we're talking about ketones. Today, I want to start the conversation by teaching you all what you're actually doing or what your body is actually doing when you're producing ketones and why they're so important and so health-promoting. And then next week, so this is another two-parter. You know I love the two-parter episodes. Next week, we're talking about the really nitty-gritty of testing your ketones when, how, what to do, should you use breath and blood, the difference between breath and blood, because I have been doing a little experiment myself with both, and kind of some of the things that can happen, the false readings, or if you're too low, if you're too high, what they all mean, because it is very confusing. It's one of the most confusing things about ketosis and a ketogenic diet is the testing because you don't know what your body's telling you when you test. So we're going to go over all that next week. This week, let's focus on what's actually going on in there. This was all prompted for me by a listener question from Samantha. So I'm going to read this first and then we'll go into it. Dear Sean, I hope this email finds you well. I am a big fan of your podcast and so appreciate the knowledge that you bring to this world around keto for women. You often mention the healing power of ketones. I understand the science behind ketosis itself being restorative and healing for the body. Nourishing food, no blood sugar spikes and dips, less demand on adrenals to produce cortisol, and so on. However, I still have not found a scientific explanation as to why ketones in and of themselves have healing properties. I understand that they are a cleaner source of fuel than glucose, but I would love to hear more about their specific healing properties. Is this something you can expand upon, or perhaps there is a resource you could point me to? If you have indeed covered this at some point and I missed it, just let me know where to look. Best wishes in health, Samantha. 
So this is a great question because I do, in fact, talk about the healing power of ketones quite a bit, but I don't think I've really ever expanded on what specifically is happening and why. And there's so much research out there on this topic, and it's very exciting to see because even day by day, there's more and more research coming out about what ketones in the body are actually doing and what their healing properties are. So I think it's an easy thing for people to just be kind of spewing this information off. So I do want you to know, and same thing goes for me, but then probably all the other people that you might be listening to in the ketogenic space, when we talk about these things that are going on when you're in ketosis, it really truly does come from actual science. We're not just all making this stuff up and claiming all this stuff works without actually seeing the evidence behind it. So that's the first thing. And I do want you to know that Obviously, I think we all know this by now, not the most sciencey person out there. I really do try to explain it in layman's terms, but just in a way, because for me, I can definitely read scientific reviews and articles and do the research, but then I like to, for my own self, kind of put it into words that make sense to me and hopefully make more sense to you. So that's what I've done in this episode is I did the research. I will link to some of the articles that I read, not all of them because I was all over the place. I kind of got into the weeds a little bit when I was researching for this episode and started just pulling up all kinds of articles and forgot to copy and paste all of the links. So, But I do have a few if you're interested. Basically, all I want to do is show that there is this information out there. It's not made up by all of us. All of us keto promoters aren't just out there randomly spewing information that isn't actually true. So so that's kind of what I just wanted to clarify first before we get into this. I think I have like 10 to 12 things that ketones in the body will do for you. And I know Samantha kind of wanted to know the science behind why ketones work. And hopefully this will clarify that a bit So there are three different ketone bodies at work here, and they have a specific role. They have like, we'll go over, 10-ish specific roles. I'm going to call it 10 because I think a lot of them kind of marry into one another, so it'll be around 10. But just really quickly before we get into those top 10, and I do say top 10 because I believe there are probably even more things that maybe research hasn't even found that ketone bodies can do for us. But these are kind of the top 10, the biggies when it comes, at least in my opinion, to what ketones are doing in your body. But before we get into that, let's talk about what is actually happening. So I think most of you know, but it's always good to get a reminder that ketosis is what happens when your body has an absence of glucose. So obviously, if we are not eating carbohydrates, sugar, we're going to have a a lower level of glucose to the point where eventually we're on these low-carb, high-fat diets. Eventually, your body has to come up with another way to produce energy. And we have another way. And it's a really awesome, good, clean way to produce energy, and that is ketosis. So these two things, whether you produce energy through glucose 
or you produce energy through ketones, they're metabolic pathways. That's all they are. So they're ways for your body to take resources that it has available to it and make energy. If you have sugar or carbohydrates in your diet, that's going to be converted into glucose in your body, and then you have that as an energy source. If you don't, then you have fat, both dietary fat and fat on your body that is converted into fatty acids, and then those fatty acids are converted into ketones in the liver. So I think one of the biggest obstacles within the ketogenic space and the anti-keto people is to say that ketone production isn't a normal process to your body. And that's not true. That's like a huge, huge misconception because if that weren't the case, then why do we even have this as an option? Why is this even present in our body? And something that I find really fascinating and kind of negates that is that when we're born, we are in ketosis. Babies are born in a ketogenic state. It's very easy for moms, pregnant moms, to get in a ketogenic state. And it's also very easy even just after a prolonged period of exercise or doing some fasting or obviously like many of us eating a high fat, low carb diet to get into ketosis. And if this were something that weren't available to our bodies or shouldn't be happening, then none of that would be true. It would be a much harder process. And frankly, your body's not going to do anything that's not smart for itself. So I think that's really important to note. So that's what we're doing. And that's why the high fat, low carbohydrate diet in a ketogenic diet is what it is. It's reducing your glucose in your body to the point where this alternate metabolic pathway needs to be used. And we take the high fat approach so that your body has that form of energy to use. So by using our dietary fat, converting that to fatty acids, and then further into ketone bodies, that makes that transition pretty easy because it's giving the building blocks for the fuel that we're using. And yes, eventually you can also use this fat on your body. But it's just easier for your body to understand what's going on, to make that switch, to have the fuel that it needs if you get a high-fat diet going as well to start. And I've talked about that in the past. It's not that you have to stay incredibly high-fat forever, although if you're like me, you'll just get to a point where that's how you prefer to eat. But there is going to be some wiggle room, and sometimes when you eat slightly lower fat and can stay in ketosis. It just is going to depend on you and your body. Okay, so I hope that gives a little bit of background, which I know most of us know. I just wanted to get that out there. Let's go into these top 10. I'll try to number them, but you know, sometimes I get confused which what number I'm on. So number one, it is the preferred fuel source for the brain. Again, studies upon studies upon studies, this is probably the most studied part of a ketogenic diet for the brain health purposes. There's lots of studies. Initially, the whole reason the ketogenic diet came about was for epilepsy. So there's been a lot of studies there. There's been studies showing really good improvements in Parkinson's disease. A 43% improvement was shown in one particular study, which I think is phenomenal. There's emerging science coming out about Alzheimer's, which we now consider to be type 3 diabetes. And that's because 
In Alzheimer's, there's a glucose buildup in the brain, and that causes this damage to the brain. The brain cells starve, and they die because they can't utilize that energy source, which is glucose, at a sufficient rate, so they just die. Whereas if we can change that metabolic use, if we can use ketones in that brain of an Alzheimer's patient instead, then they can suddenly see this reversal because those brain cells are not starving anymore and they can kind of repair themselves. And that's really what can happen in all of us. So yes, these are very specific, really serious diseases of the brain. But even if that's not something that you're currently dealing with, Obviously, it would make sense that you want to have the cleanest, most readily available fuel source for your brain, right? And ketones are that. That's what ketones can do for your brain. So a ketogenic diet increases the permeability of our blood-brain barrier. So we are then able to get more nutrients, more energy, more resources into our brain to increase our brain health and increase what our brain needs to do. Now, some naysayers, again, will say that, yeah, but you need glucose to fuel your brain. And while there is a small percentage, about 30% of our brain that does need glucose for fuel, that glucose source will be created by our bodies regardless. We don't need that in our diets to fuel that portion of our brain. Whereas the 70% that prefers ketone production and ketone bodies to work efficiently That 70%, I mean, there's so few people in a ketogenic state that have that resource available to their brain. And so specifically, beta-hydroxybutyrate, which is, remember, one of those ketone bodies that we can create, that increases ATP production, which ATP is basically energy. Just think about it as energy. Increases, quote-unquote, energy production in our mitochondria. In our brain. So, we're going to talk about mitochondria in a minute with another topic, but your brain mitochondria and really mitochondria in general, you can think of those as your energy factories. So, you're producing energy in every cell. And so, if we can increase the amount of energy that's being produced in every brain cell, think about that. You're going to think a lot clearer, a lot faster, a lot better, and you're just going to experience this overall sense of increased brain function, which is something I know I experienced just in my own personal ketogenic story. That was one of the first things that came back to me. I was dealing with some major brain fog from the mold exposure. And then within about two weeks, I was free of it. And if you've ever had brain fog, it is not fun. It is one of the worst things that you can feel because all of a sudden you just can't think clearly. And to be able to get that back so quickly, when it was something that I thought was kind of going to be my case forever, that was huge. And I know others have felt that too. And it's one of the best things, I think, about being ketogenic. Another thing is that ketones limited neuronal loss, but also preserved synaptic function. So that might not make a lot of sense to most of you. It didn't for me either. But here, here's where we can break this down. So neuronal loss, so just think about neurons, nerve cells in your brain. It decreases by having ketone production 
And by producing these ketones, having them go through this blood-brain barrier that is now more permeable, more accepting, we can reduce how much nerve cells we lose and also preserve synaptic function. So this is how our nerve cells communicate. So obviously, the more communication we can get from cell to cell within our brain, especially the better we think. I mean, and the brain is responsible, obviously, for communicating with the rest of our body. The better all of that communication happens just by getting the beta-hydroxybutyrate into your brain. That's all it is. So I think that's pretty darn huge. And I'm just so excited to see the continued research for what happens in the brain with having ketone bodies present, because I think we're just at the very beginning stages of that. And I really, truly believe it's going to be a pretty significant medical intervention for, like I said, these people with Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, And epilepsy continued with that. And they're even showing preliminary research for autism. I also know depression, anxiety, those are things that I see in my practice that are alleviated by producing ketones. Moving on. Number two, they are overall a more efficient source of energy for our entire body. So it is easier. It takes our body way fewer steps to convert ketones to ATP, which remember, just think of ATP as like overall energy in our body, than it does for our bodies to take glucose and form ATP. It's a lot more efficient. It takes less steps. It happens quicker. And I think we all kind of want that, right? We all want this really good self sustaining source of energy where we feel like we can go do whatever we want at any point during the day and not getting this sluggish feeling. And again, that's something I noticed almost right away with my ketogenic switch and something I know a lot of you do too. So both the body and brain, going back to the brain quickly, can run 70% more efficiently with the production of ketones going through you. Number three, we're going back to that word mitochondria. And like I mentioned, in the brain, there's increased mitochondria function. Same thing goes for your entire body. So like I said, we have these little energy factories in each cell of our body, and they're responsible for producing ATP or energy. So these little mitochondria are also so important to protect your cells and keep them strong and healthy and functioning. So it's imperative to your overall health. It will control and kind of reduce the amount of cell death you have. And it will also control and regulate cell growth, which is linked to cancer and you know, these other really pretty major diseases. So if we have these really strong mitochondria and great mitochondrial function, we are protecting our cells in a very real way that, again, may not be something that you're really super concerned about just living your everyday life, but we should be because that's what is going to protect you from future disease. And 
Not to mention, the stronger and better your mitochondria can be, the more energy you will produce. And you'll just feel that. You'll feel that in your workouts. You'll feel that in your everyday life where you're just kind of cruising through life on this little ketone energy you're having. But it really isn't just the ketones that are doing that. It's what the ketone bodies are doing to your mitochondria when they are providing that source of fuel and that protection. So that's important. Number four, reduced inflammation. And I think this is a reason why a lot of people, women especially, are turning to a ketogenic diet because they have found or heard that a keto diet will help reduce inflammation. Now, a lot of this does happen because of that regulation of your blood sugar. So just simply by changing your diet, switching it up so you don't have these blood sugar spikes and dips, so you're regulating your glucose, your insulin, all of that in itself takes away a significant amount of inflammation. But there's also actually things that are happening because you're producing ketones that also contribute to this reduced inflammation. And the first one is that it decreases reactive oxygen species, which are known to contribute to inflammation. So reactive oxygen species really are just kind of, you can think of them as these things that your body releases in response to kind of as an inflammatory response to like toxins or just other things that come into contact with your body that are kind of foreign. As a reaction, it's an immune system reaction, your body produces these reactive oxygen species. You may also have heard of them kind of the same thing as oxidative stress, where your body goes into this state of protection and it a lot of times can't shut that system off and we get into this overabundance of this reaction. And that's when major inflammation happens, just chronic systemic inflammation, because you're kind of an overload of that. And it is due to, like I said, reactions to things that your body doesn't really know what to do with, which, you know, toxins, even just stress, overall stress can do that. And so it's, it's a big deal and something that just by producing ketones, we can decrease that and kind of regulate that system, get it back to a point where it's not overreactive. And then also it increases what's called adenosine. And that is a natural chemical that is known to fight inflammation and act as a pain reliever. So we have this increase in a very natural thing that will help you fight inflammation, but also regulate this system to where you're not in this constant state of trying to fight it. And as a pain reliever, just a lot of people notice a reduced amount of pain, specifically joint pain, just by going keto. And like I said, a lot of it is, yes, just the change in diet and getting rid of the sugar, but there is also something actually going on in there, which is so cool. Another thing, just getting a little deeper into the research that I was able to find. So there is evidence showing that beta-hydroxybutyrate can downregulate what's called the NLRP3 inflammasome. This is an immune system receptor linked to inflammation. So by producing beta-hydroxybutyrate, we automatically decrease and again, downregulate this constant state of inflammation and specifically with this one inflammasome that can kind of continue to operate and continue to keep you in this state of heightened immune system and also heightened inflammation, 
we can down-regulate that. So again, a little science-y, probably more science-y than I normally get or would get, but I'm basically doing this to show you that yes, eating a low-carb, high-fat diet is really important, but getting to the point of producing ketones is equally important for these other purposes. And what studies are finding is actually happening because we can produce these, these ketone bodies. Okay, moving on. Number five, increased brain-derived neurotrophic factor. You may have heard of this, BDNF. It's a naturally occurring protein in the brain that improves brain function and lowers your risk of mental disease. So again, naturally occurring, but we want to increase that, obviously. So we would do things that increase this, which exercise also does. But there's a big reason for that. And one of the easiest ways to increase is a ketogenic diet and producing ketones and getting those ketones to fuel your brain. And the reason, so BDNF, like I said, it improves your brain function and lowers your risk of mental disease because it's protecting and repairing your brain cells and it's increasing the growth of new brain cells. So that means you have better mood, better learning. You just feel like your brain works better, your memory is better, and it just is pretty fascinating. And like I mentioned before, I know a lot of women experience decreased depression. So they just feel a little bit better mentally when in a ketogenic state. And it is probably because of this increase in BDNF, which is a natural antidepressant as well. Lots of reasons to want that increase, if you ask me. Number seven, cancer prevention. And this is a topic we're actually going to discuss deeper with a special guest in February. So I'm not going to go into too much detail because, quite frankly, I mean, the research coming out about this is just phenomenal when it comes to the ketogenic diet and cancer, but I don't think I'm the best person to break down this research because it is very scientific, but in a great way. So we'll leave that to the experts, but I did find some information that I feel like would be easy for us to understand, and that is that cancer results when cells grow faster and live longer than they're supposed to or than they should. And I, like I mentioned in a previous number, when we produce ketones, we are basically giving our mitochondria the ability to regulate that. And it's actually called apoptosis when we have this cells that kind of stay longer, do what they basically aren't supposed to do. And that can cause cancer and other disease. But when we produce ketones, we inhibit this apoptosis. So lots of reasons. Basically, the end result is that we have cells that do what they're supposed to do, that grow and live in their normal capacity as they should and don't go haywire. That's what we're doing when we have a ketogenic state happening in our body that will help with disease and cancer prevention. Number eight, increased GABA. GABA is an inhibitory neurotransmitter in your brain that is super important. So it's actually the main neurotransmitter that's responsible for reducing activity. So kind of an overactive 
nerve communication in your nervous system, which is the case for a lot of us, especially a lot of us women, because especially if you're someone that doesn't feel like you have the ability to calm down and stay calm, and if you are someone that deals with feelings of stress or anxiety, depression, and maybe just not in a good mood a lot of the times, it could actually be because you are not producing enough GABA. It's a very common thing. I mean, there's like supplements you can take for it and everything like that. Or you can just be ketogenic and actually produce ketones and it will promote this. And that's why a lot of women start sleeping better when they are in a true ketogenic state because of this increase in GABA. It's very important for you to just be calm and stay calm. And I mean, how important is that for all of us, especially because a lot of us women are dealing with an overreactive stress response and that's contributing to some hormonal issues. So if we can increase our GABA, just another reason why we would potentially experience reduced stress response and in turn regulate our sex hormones. They all play together. The cool thing with GABA though too is that it's also responsible for increasing your growth hormone. And our growth hormone, obviously you can kind of understand, is promotes muscle growth. And that's really important in all of us women, but particularly any of us that are potentially aging, which I guess we all are. But if we're getting to a point where it becomes harder to maintain muscle, we can kind of bypass that by being in a ketogenic state, which is pretty amazing. Okay, moving on. This is number nine, I think. (laughs) I think we're going to have more than 10. That's okay. I thought that we didn't, but here we are, and we have quite a little bit of a list to go still, but these will all be really quick ones, and ones I think are pretty easy to understand. We'll just kind of blow through them so that you know. It regulates your insulin and blood sugar levels, which we know a ketogenic diet does that. That's one of the main reasons why we experience such health benefits by adopting a low-carb, high-fat diet, but even just producing the ketones will get you into that really nice, like I like to call it baby roller coaster of your blood sugar levels instead of a typical roller coaster where we're all over the place with highs and lows and dips and swings and we don't want that. So yes, of course, it is the dietary change that is doing that, but it also is the production of ketones. It's not just that dietary change. Number 10, It's appetite regulating. So again, I know this is something that a lot of us experience and we think it's because of the satiety of the fat and, you know, the food that you're eating is very appetite suppressing for sure, but it does also actually have to do with the production of ketones and what that does for our appetite hormones, so the leptin and ghrelin. And this was my initial reason for going ketogenic in the first place is because I had leptin resistance because of the inflammation that being exposed to toxic mold caused in my brain. And I knew that it really worked to heal leptin resistance. And so that was my initial reason. And it definitely worked, which was so nice to feel. If you're someone who has leptin resistance, you just feel hungry all the time. And even if you've just eaten a huge meal, your body is still telling you you're hungry, even though you know you're not. And it's frustrating. It's weird. It's a crazy feeling. And to not experience that anymore is pretty amazing for me. But the presence of the ketone bodies are providing a signal 
that inhibits the production of these hunger hormones or really just regulates them. So it's going to help with the signaling to get your ghrelin, which is that one that we feel when we are hungry, to get that regulated so that you know when you're hungry and you know when it's time to eat. But then your leptin will also signal after that meal and you'll feel satisfied. You'll feel full. You'll know when to stop eating. And the regulation of that is what's so important. So when we have this ghrelin that's over signaling, then we constantly feel hungry or the same thing in leptin resistance where your body isn't getting that leptin signal to feel full or satisfied. So we are able to kind of do both or we'll be able to get all that signaling back on track. And the ketone presence will do that. In addition to, of course, the change in diet. Next one, number 11, improved cardiovascular markers. So again, the diet change is very much at play here. Actually getting into a low-carb, high-fat diet is huge. But also the production of ketones, having ketones present in your body has been shown in study after study to increase your HDL, which we're going to talk about in a few weeks, is not necessarily the good cholesterol, but it is an important one and one that we do want to have a good steady amount of. And it decreases your triglycerides, which again, we'll talk about in a few episodes, but that's a really good marker. Those two are a really great marker to see your cardiovascular risk. And so improving those, increasing the HDL and decreasing the triglycerides will improve, obviously, your cardiovascular function, but also your risk of future disease will go down. And that is, of course, the dietary change, but the dietary change that produces the ketones. Number 12, I think we are on, better mood. So this one, obviously, we've talked about a few times already, goes back to the GABA, goes back to the better synaptic response in your brain. There's a lot of reasons why we experience a better mood with a ketogenic diet and producing ketones. But one other thing that I thought was really fascinating, I actually didn't know this until I was doing this research for this particular episode. So In a ketogenic state, you are reducing your intracellular sodium levels. And again, something I didn't know, that is the same thing that mood stabilizing drugs do. So like those drugs used in like bipolar disorder, those drugs are doing that same thing that us being in a ketogenic state have naturally happening in our bodies is just, and I think we all know that when we get into a ketogenic state, we experience this kind of regulation of sodium levels. And we sometimes have to kind of modify that and use salt in our water and take sodium tablets or whatever you're doing. And that is something that we've noticed. But there is a good thing about that, which is this mood stabilization. And it's something that is actually done and shown in medicine to do for that. And we can do that just by producing those ketones. Last one, number 13, increased athletic performance. So again, something that I know a lot of people are looking for by going into a ketogenic state, something where so much research is being done just now on this particular topic, and there's a lot of great research out there. I do recommend you kind of go look at it for yourself, but there's study after study showing that being in a ketogenic state does not 
alter your strength or endurance or power in a negative way whatsoever, and yet is a much more easily available way to get energy and to stay in this sustained state of energy for a longer period of time. And your body likes using ketone bodies as this fuel for your workouts and your athletic performance. So I think that is just the coolest thing. And hopefully it's something that you've noticed if you are someone that does workouts and have taken the time to adapt to your ketogenic diet and have noticed that change. So again, lots of research out there, but something I find super cool. Okay, that's the end of my list. We had 13. I thought there were 10, but that's okay. More is always better when it comes to more information. Now, I know everyone that's listening is already kind of tapped in to the ketogenic diet and understands what we're doing and why we're doing it, but I think it's always so nice to continue to be able to go back to the reasons why you're doing it what you're trying to achieve, these longer-term aspects of producing ketones and how they're going to affect your health 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road. It's just so nice to get that reassurance sometimes and get reminded why you're doing what you're doing and that maybe you do want to really, truly try to go to the next step and maybe not just be low-carb, but be ketogenic because of these extra benefits that come by actually producing ketones. I hope I at least somewhat answered Samantha's question. Really, I just use that as a catalyst to give you all this list of all the reasons why we're doing what we're doing here on Keto for Women and why hopefully you're feeling some of those things. What's actually happening in there? And like I mentioned, I do encourage you to go and look at some of this research and do some for yourself and If you know someone that could use some of these health benefits that we talked about today, it's time to get them on the train. Find something that they will respond to, whether it's this podcast episode, whether they need actual scientific data, go find that for them and prove to them that there is a reason why we can be in a ketogenic state and experience some significant improvements. Before we move on to what's coming to Keto for Women in the next few weeks, a quick reminder to check out this episode's sponsor, Health IQ, the company that brings life insurance savings to the health conscious. Head to healthiq.com slash keto to take your lifestyle quiz and see if you qualify for a lower rate. That's healthiq.com slash keto. All right, let's chat about what's coming up the next few weeks. Like I mentioned, next week we're talking about now that we know we want to be producing ketones, what does it look like when we're testing? Why are we not getting the numbers we want? Should we be using breath or blood? All that good stuff next week. And then after that, we have Dr. Trudy Deacon coming on Keto for Women to talk about all things cholesterol, insulin, types of fats we should be eating, Oh gosh, it's such a good one. I'm so excited for y'all to listen to her and really get all this good juicy details in ways that we can fully understand and share with our friends and family. That's what's coming up in the next few weeks on Keto for Women. I hope you will join me for those episodes and have a great week until then. Bye.